Okay. All right, we're going to be talking about how to hear the voice of God. I think that's the elementary thing whenever we're talking about anything when it comes to spiritual stuff, when it comes to the Bible. I think the first thing that we have to learn or have to know is how to hear the voice of God. All right. So now when it comes to hearing the voice of God, you know, there's many people talk about they hear the voice of God and, you know, how they hear the voice of God and that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, people say they hear the voice, they hear God in the head, and some people say they literally hear God speaking to them. Well, first of all, the basic thing is, you know, on on learning how to hear the voice of God, is that the first thing you got to know, the first thing that you got to know is that you got to know that God wants to talk to you. That's the very first thing you got to know. You got to settle that in your mind that God wants to talk to you. Right? You got to settle it. You know, because if you don't settle it in your mind that God wants to talk to you, then it gonna, it's going to make it hard to believe that God is talking to you. Because, you know, the, the doubt will come in, and, oh, he ain't saying nothing to me. Uh, no, I know that, that's just me thinking, you know. No, no, you got to settle in your mind that God wants to talk to you. And how you settle that in your mind is from the scripture itself from scriptures itself, okay? All right, in Hebrews chapter 1, in Hebrews chapter 1, I'm going to be reading verse 1 and 2. Here's what it says. It says, God who at sun-dry times and in divers' manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he have appointed heirs of all things by whom also he made the world okay so in in hebrews chapter one what we see and and what we can settle in in our mind is this right here god always has desire to talk to his people he's always desired to talk to his people that's why i said god who at different times and in different manners he spanked in the times past okay unto the fathers by the prophets so God spoke in, in the past by the prophets. So in the Old Testament, God spoke through the prophets, okay? Because he wanted to talk to people. He wanted to talk to his people, okay? All right? Um, so the Old Testament, the Old Testament is where God was speaking to the prophets so he can talk to us, all right? But then in the New Testament, in the New Testament, in verse 2 said, he have in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Okay? So now in the New Testament, he speaks to us through Jesus. Okay? All right? Now, th this is the thing that you, you want to make sure that you, that you have an understanding about. Um, uh, God has always wanted to speak. He's always wanting to speak. He's always wanted his people to hear him. He, if we go to Genesis, go to Genesis chapter 1. When I go to Genesis chapter 1, watch this right here. Genesis chapter 1. Now, because what, what I'm trying to do and, and set a precedent of is that God is always wanting to speak to us. It's not, it's not like God is wanting to be quiet and, and not say anything to us, okay? In Genesis chapter 1, um, looking at verse 3, the Bible said this right here. Um, verse 3 said,
Okay, yeah. Chapter 1. Here, here's what it says. Chapter 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form, and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now watch this. Now this is Genesis chapter 1. The third verse, the Bible said, And God said. So right from the beginning of the Bible itself, right from the beginning of the Bible itself, God, he spoke. Okay? He spoke right from the beginning. So it tells us that in God, when God created, you know, when he created the heavens and the earth, he, he automatically started speaking. Okay? Because he wanted to talk to us. Watch this. Before he even put us in the earth, he began to talk. Okay? So God always want to be vocal. He always want to talk. He always want to have a conversation. He's always having a conversation. Okay? He just wants someone to listen to him. All right? So that in, in, in verse 3 it said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Okay? So God spoke to the light, and the light answered him. He said, let there be light, and it answered. Light came. Okay? Uh, and then look, when we look at verse 6, verse 6 said, and God said, okay? So verse 6, God's still speaking. Okay? He, he's speaking again. Then verse 9, the Bible said, and God said, okay? And then uh, uh, verse 11, the Bible said, and God said. Verse 14, the Bible said, and God said. And then verse uh, 20, the Bible said, and God said. Okay, and verse 24, the Bible said, and God said. Okay, verse 26, the Bible said, and God said. Okay, so now we, we're making a precedent um, that God, he's been wanting to talk to us ever since the beginning. All right. So then watch this here. Now, in the beginning, before he made man, he spoke to everything as he spoke to the, he spoke to darkness. So darkness want light, spoke to the ferments in the earth. He spoke to all this stuff. All those scriptures that I just showed you were 6, 9, 11, 14, 20. God was speaking to things. He was speaking to things. All right. But then when he created man, when he created man, uh, uh, the Bible then said, and God said, let us make man. All right. Let us make man and, and then uh, and, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth and over the cattle and over all the earth and over the creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Uh, so God created man in his own image and, and the image of God created he him, male and female, and created he them. All right. Now watch it. Verse 28 says, and God blessed them. And watch it. And God said unto them. All right. So now all this time we've been seeing in Genesis chapter one. Verses beginning of verse three, we've been seeing God speaking. He said this, he said that, he said this, he said that. But then uh, at verse 26, he made man. And then verse 28, God spoke to man. He said to them. Okay. So God is always talking. Watch this now. To the thing that he creates. Everything that he creates, he talks to. Okay. Uh, everything that God creates, he talks to. So then he talks to man. So we settle in our spirit. That God always wants to speak to us. He's always trying to communicate with us. All right. So then um, now, now watch this right here. Uh, I'm going to go to Second uh, Timothy. I'm go to Second Timothy. Verse three. OK. And verse 16. All right. 
All right, so now we, we got God speaking. We got God, we got, got it where we know that God wants to speak to us. Um, so, so, so if God wants to speak to us, then we got to have an ear to hear what he's saying. So we got to learn how to hear what God is saying. So, okay, how I know what, what God is speaking with. This is the very first level of learning how to know, uh, how to know the voice of God. All right. Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verse 16 says this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. All right. Now, what's here? That means all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is proper for doctrine. All right. Doctrine is a teaching. All right. And so now what, what we learn here in Second Timothy uh, chapter three, verse 16, is that all scripture is God's voice. Every scripture is God's voice. The, the scripture said, the, the book, uh, it says right here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Okay? So God is the one that spoke scripture. So all the scripture is God's voice. So now, how can I, elementary, elementary lesson in how um, to hear the voice of God, I settle in my spirit that God wants to talk to us. He wants to talk to us. He's been wanting to talk to us from the very beginning. All right? Um, now, now, when we get here to this part here, now it says that the scripture is inspired by God. So it is God. The scripture itself is literally the voice of God. All right. So the scripture itself is literally the voice of God. Now, what I like about that is because uh, the first step in hearing the voice of God, when you want to learn how to hear God's voice, you got to settle that the scripture itself. Is his voice. So now when, when I when I'm looking for a word, I really I really don't have to hear. I really don't have to hear anyone speak. You know, I really don't have to hear uh, any prophet speak. I don't have to hear. Uh, I don't have to hear no one, you know, prophesy to me. I don't have to hear none of that kind of stuff. The truth is, OK, the scripture itself is his voice. Okay, the scripture itself is his voice. So now watch this. Whenever someone prophesies to me, mm-hmm. all right, they should be prophesying out of the scripture. Right. Whatever they saying, it should be in line with the scripture. If it's not in line with the scripture, then it's not his voice. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the elementary lesson on hearing the voice of God is telling your mind that the scripture itself mm-hmm. is his voice. So now watch this right here. So now, whenever I want, whenever I want to hear a word from God, truth be told, what I can do since I have access to the scriptures, mm-hmm. you know, now you got to remember uh, during the Bible days, uh, the people, the general public didn't have access to the word of God. Right. OK, so they had to go to the prophets because they didn't have access to the to the word of God itself, mm-hmm. to the book. They didn't have access to it. New Testament, the general public still didn't have access the word of God okay it was given to the, the, pro- the, the teachers and that kind of stuff all right the scribes and all kind of people they had the word so now uh, but now in the era that we live in we have literally have the voice of God at our hand anytime we want it so now if I want to hear God's voice about a thing I can really pick up the scripture and say okay if I want to hear God's voice about prosperity you know, okay, 
I can pick up his word and, and, and you know what God has been so good with us for in this generation is that we can search his word and say, okay, I can search his word and say prosperity. Mm-hmm. And then I can find all the scriptures that got prosperity in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, so now when I do that, when I pull up, if I search prosperity, it's going to pull up all the scriptures in the book that has the word prosperity in it. Now watch right here. Mm-hmm. That means I got access to the voice of God mm-hmm. about every time God said prosperity. Every time God has spoke and what came out of his mouth was the word prosperity, I have access to it. So then all I really got to do is go to each one of those scriptures. Mm -hmm. And let me me see what God said about prosperity. Mm -hmm. And then the thing about it then is this right here. Um, What I like to say then is is for for the people, whoever trying to hear the voice of God, Mm -hmm. uh, I like to tell them, go to, you know, you, you pull up the search on the word prosperity, go to the first scripture. You know, there may be there may be 20 scriptures with the word prosperity, in, but go to the very first scripture mm-hmm. and read that scripture on prosperity, because that that scripture that got prosperity in, in it will give you the, the initial time. The first time God said it. So you will have uh, the, the first time God said it. So you have the very meaning mm-hmm. of the word prosperity. Mm-hmm. That's the first the first time God said it is really the foundational word. Uh, or what he meant when he said prosperity. Mm-hmm. So if I go right there, I can find out, okay, this is what God said about prosperity. The very the first time God spoke it out of his mouth, this is what he said. Mm-hmm. Then I can go to all the other scriptures and look at it, and, you know, and then I, I start reading those. Um, so I'm starting to hear the voice of God mm-hmm. speaking prosperity mm-hmm. every time. Every time I say, I'm hearing it. Because this, this is the very elementary level of hearing the voice of God. All right. So now once I get that in my spirit, once I get all those scripts, I read all those scriptures. I may read them, you know, today. I may study on study on a film today, may study on a film tomorrow, may study on a film next week, you know, whatever. I study those scriptures out. You know, because of course, uh, when you see the word when you see that word, that one scripture, you know, you're gonna have to read above the scripture and below the scripture. Mm-hmm. Just can't read that one scripture. You're gonna have to read you know the con- so to get the context of what God is talking about, you have to read the top and the bottom of the scripture. So you get a whole conversation what God is saying about the word prosperity. Mm-hmm. All right. So now once I studied out all of those words on prosperity, now what people try to do is that they try to do all of it at one time. You know, read all of them at one time. Mm-hmm. Well, you ain't really get you really ain't diving into it if you do it at one time. You know, you read over read all of them at first, and a couple of them gonna jump out at you anyway. Mm-hmm. But you definitely want to look at the first one mm-hmm. first and study that out. And then the other one may jump jump out at you as you be like, oh, dot that, dot that. And then you may set them three hours, something, see what God said. Uh, and then tomorrow or something, next day or whatever, you may set out the rest of them. But you study out. So now watch this right here. You're putting the voice of God now, watch this here, in you. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're putting it in you now. Mm-hmm. Now, once it, it's in you, all of a sudden now, um, as you begin to walk through life, you begin to walk your journey through with God, all right, now you got all the scriptures that God said prosperity in you, mm-hmm. all right? So as you're walking through life, all of a sudden those scriptures mm-hmm. will start speaking mm-hmm. to you. So, if something happens, you'll be like, oh, I read that scripture. Man, somebody say something, you'll be like, hey, I just I read that scripture the other day, man. And, and, and it'll ring, something will ring up in you, mm-hmm. you see? Because uh, what God does, what God does, he wants you mm-hmm. to get, watch there, his voice 
inside you. So to put his voice inside you, you're going to have to read his word. Then his voice is now in you. And I really like to tell people this right here. <laughs> um, and this, this might be a little bit more than elementary, but I like to tell people this right here. Uh, you already, you already, when God created you, he already put everything in you anyway. Right. Everything that God is going to say about you, say to you, all that stuff is in you. It's in your DNA. Right. The voice of God is inside you. It's inside your brain. It's inside your spirit. It's inside. But what happens is that when you read the word, mm -hmm. it makes the roller decks mm -hmm. of God's voice come alive in you. Mm -hmm. Man, <laughs> I said roller I did roller deck, you know, roller deck's an old, old thing. People don't do I roller decks anymore. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, when you read the word, it then connects with the word of God that's already in your spirit, already in your DNA, already inside you. It, it's, bing, it put a bing on it. It wakes, I like to tell people, it wakes up what God has put on you when you read it. So in one sense, we're saying that we're putting the voice of God in us, but it's really already in us. Mm -hmm. But when we put that scripture in us, it wakes up that voice. Yeah, it comes alive on the inside of you. Then all of a sudden you're walking up and, and then you, you're going through life and stuff. Then it'll start ringing to you that, man, something about prosperity coming. Oh, prosperity. oh man. OK. Oh, yeah. yeah Lord. You know, you, you get a funny feeling about something. You may hear a song with the word prosperity. You may hear somebody say something about prosperity. You may just anything that about prosperity. It'll ring something inside you like, woo. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Because now them, that song or somebody saying something, it now has activated God's voice on the inside of you. Just now woke it up. Woo. You're like, whoa. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Woo. I got a feeling. I got a feeling that something going. I got a feeling that something going to happen. Something going to happen to me. Uh, real fast, I, I feel like something will happen because now the, 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 the scripture said uh, that whatever he put his hand to, mm -hmm. he made it to prosper. That's what the scripture said. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I got an idea. It's like God gave me an idea, and now I'm working this thing here. Uh oh, I just know something will happen. How I know something will happen because the scripture said that whatever he put his hand to, God made it to prosper. So it's like, whoo, I know this gonna prosper right here. That's God telling you it's going to prosper. Do this mm -hmm. because it's going to prosper. So now that's him speaking to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now see, you see how the, the word itself, <coughs> excuse me, the word itself is his voice. Mm -hmm. But as I journey with God, begin to walk with God, I see how his word comes alive on the inside of me that all of a sudden it's like a knowing that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's because I put his word inside me. Now it's awakened um, by his unction, his unction. He didn't, he didn't hit you with something. <clears throat> He's really saying, mm -hmm, there it is, there it is. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever I put my hand to, it's going to problem. I know it's going to problem. No, no, that, that's God hitting you saying uh -huh, that word. So it wakes up in you. So all of a sudden you get a good feeling. Woo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's like when Adam, when, <laughs> when Adam and Eve was in the garden, they, at first, they were happy when God was talking to them. They were real happy. So it's like whenever that thing hits you, at, you know, it hits you at first. It's like you get a, you know, you get excited. You're like, yeah, yeah, because you're happy that he's talking to you. Okay, you didn't heard his voice and you were happy. You didn't got locked down. Now what the enemy does, enemy come and try to tell you, what you, 
that, that, what, what are you talking about? That ain't him. Mm-hmm. That ain't him. But then you have to push it in way like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. I know it's him. The reason why I know it's him, because I didn't have the foundational level of teaching mm-hmm. on how to hear his voice. Mm-hmm. His words said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then you can laugh in devil's face. His words said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can't steal it from him because his words said it. Mm-hmm. I can go right here. It said right here that whatever he put his hand to, God made it to prosper. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do with me? He's no respect of person. He's going to make it to prosper for me. Okay, so I settle it that God is now speaking. Okay, so this here is just the elementary lesson uh, of God, God speaking to us. We got to know this is how we know how to hear the voice of God. Okay, we hear the voice of God from his word, from his scripture. Okay, and, and uh, you settle that second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 said that all scripture was given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, by inspiration of God. So we already know that now every scripture is his voice. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the lesson right there. That's the lesson right there. Every scripture is his voice. So now all I got to do is get those scriptures inside me about any situation I'm dealing with. And now I got his voice inside me. All right. OK, well, good enough. Bless God. I hope it was a blessing to you. And then we'll come back with the, uh, the next lesson to move inside to go a little bit deeper into um, um, understanding, understanding prophecy. And we'll go into the re- revealing of, hidden, of the hidden dimensions and stuff like that. We'll go into that later. But I want to make sure we get a foundation on how to hear the voice of God. All right. That's it. Welcome to the Traveling Tabernacle Podcast. I'm Cecil Gerald. Today's segment is Understanding Prophecy. We're going to be coming from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55. I'm going to be looking at verses 8 through 11. Okay. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Chapter 55, looking at verse 8, Isaiah 55, looking at verse 8. Here we go. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. All right. So that's what we're going to be using for our basis to uh, doing this podcast, doing this segment. Um, we're going to be talking about understanding prophecy. Um, if you heard the last uh, said segment, the last podcast, uh, when we talked about uh, we talked about the voice of God and hearing the voice of God. We talked about those things. Uh, 
this segment, I want to have you have a, a greater understanding of what it really means to being to to hear a prophecy and to understand it. Okay, so we're going to talk about prophecy. First of all, prophecy is the this is this is uh, Cecil Gerald's definition. I know that the word prophecy means the foretelling, the prediction. I know I know those those that's what it means. But here's uh, what it means to Cecil Gerald. Okay, what it means to the traveling tabernacle. Uh, it's God's voice about a certain situation. It's God's voice concerning a thing. It is God's voice. That's what prophecy is. Prophecy is God's voice about a situation. Prophecy is always God's conversation uh, from him to man. That's what prophecy is. So now, uh, one of the things I think that we have a, a problem with is understanding prophecy. Okay? If we look at prophecy as the voice of God, then... It makes it easier for us not. To, it makes it easy for us to have a distinction between what man says and what God says. Because okay? a lot of times, when people are prophesying to you or people are prophesying to anyone, uh, sometimes there can be a miscommunication. Sometimes it be the the man's word or his prediction and not God's prediction. But the word prophecy literally means it's God's voice or his conversation with us, to us, about a certain situation. Because we, we, underst we understand now that God has always been wanting to talk to us. So, when we look at the, the uh, scripture that we have, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, um, when we look at that scripture, it, here's the key thing I want to take from that, is this. I want to take from that, is this here. Isaiah chapter 55, when we look down, at verse 11, it says this, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. But the key thing there is that so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. So prophecy is God speaking to us about a certain thing, a certain situation that we don't have a clue about, but God knows everything. OK, so God speaks to us about some things concerning us that he wants us to know about us that may have not happened so he can get us in a position so we'll be ready or able to accept it when it comes to pass. All right. And a lot of times when God prophesies to us, he prophesies to us to give us encouragement uh, about a coming event or give us encouragement because we may be in a low place at the time that he's talking to us. Many times God comes to talk to us when we're in a low state of mind to give us hope that we will not always be there. So he speaks a word about our future that we know not about to encourage us to get up or to have, have, have a better attitude about where we're at, knowing that we won't be there long because God has a solution to our problem. All right. So now, uh, so then understanding prophecy. So now I, I want to look at this for, uh, for a minute because... When prophecy is spoken, we sometimes uh, miss, we don't understand what God is saying or we misunderstand what God is saying. So, so we need to have, for us to have an understanding of, about the prophecy, about what God is saying. We need uh, to, to, to realize this or get this in your, in your hearing, get this in your spirit. Malachi chapter four, Malachi chapter four will help me to explain this to you um, in a greater way. Okay, Malachi chapter four, 
will help me out. I don't know um, about anyone that's listening to this, but I, I, I'm one of those type men that uh, I only want to talk about what the scripture says. Okay. Malachi chapter four. Malachi chapter four, looking at verse five. Here's what it says. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Okay. Now, here's what he said. Here's what he said. He said, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet. So what God is doing, he's prophesying right now. He's telling you about a thing that is to come. He said, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So God is speaking to us through Elijah the prophet. He's going to use Elijah to get something to us. But now this is what I want you to uh, get here in the Old Testament time. This was written in the Old Testament. Now, he, this is a prophecy in the Old Testament. This prophecy comes to pass in the New Testament. So now, for us to see where this prophecy is coming to pass at, we go to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, verse 10. We'll start there. We'll start there, okay? Um, get all these, get all these scriptures out to you. And then we're going to talk about it. And then we get the uh, understanding, overall understanding, but make sure you get these scripts and make sure you listen to these scriptures here. Matthew chapter 17, looking at verse 10, it says this, and his disciples asked him, this is, they're talking about Jesus here. And his disciples asked him saying, why then, why then say the scribes that Elijah must come first? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall come first shall first come and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elijah is come already and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the son of man suffer of them. Okay. All right. Now watch this here. The scripture goes on to say, then disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. Okay. All right. So now, when we understand in prophecy, I wanted to use this because it shows us how we can misunderstand some things because the, the, the disciples here had a misunderstanding about what Jesus was saying. They, they, they had a misunderstanding about it. They said, now, okay, if you him to come, then, then why does the scripture say, does the scripture say uh, uh, that Elijah must come first? Okay, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall come first. Now he's getting beginning to give them understanding. Many times when we hear prophecy, we will get it all messed up, mixed up, because we, we don't have the right understanding about a thing, about what God has said. Because when you understand that what prophecy is, it is God's thoughts concerning us. Okay, and thoughts are always words. Thoughts are always words. Thought you first think about a thing before it actually comes out of your mouth. You think about it in your mind, and then you're able to speak it. Okay, so God's thoughts is His word, and God even said, "My word, when it leaves my mouth, it shall not come back to me void." So, so here they had a misunderstanding. The word was that uh, God said He was going to send Elijah to them, and Elijah was going to turn the hearts 
of the children to the father. And God, Elijah was going to do this. Now, they're looking for Elijah. Now, we already know that Elijah has already passed. He's dead and he's gone. He's gone. I should say, yeah, he's dead and he's gone. You remember Elijah? He, he took the whirlwind. He took the whirlwind up. All right. Elijah's already gone. But he's, they're looking for Elijah to come back again. So they're following, they're looking at the scripture. They're saying, well, you know, God's word said that Elijah, he's going to send Elijah. So we're waiting on Elijah. Okay. But now in this text here, Jesus begins to give them correct understanding of the prophecy. Okay. And, and this is how sometimes we can get it mixed up. Sometimes the word is literal, literally what God says. And sometimes God is speaking about something else. Okay. So to get this understanding, we go to uh, Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11. Because Jesus tell them, hey, uh, Elijah has come. He told them Elijah has come. But when we go to Matthew chapter 11, when we go to chapter 11, watch this now. This will blow your mind here. Uh, when we go to Matthew chapter 11, look what happened. Now, this is, now, now this is uh, chapters before. This is, we were in chapter 17 when they asked the question. But watch this here. It's, the clues have already been given to them. In chapter 11, it says this. Chapter 11 says this. Okay, chapter 11, looking at verse 14, it says this. Let's look at verse 13 first. For all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John. And verse 14, here's where we're at. And if ye will receive it, this is Elijah, which was for to come. Okay, he that have ears to hear, let him hear. <laughs> okay, so now watch this here. They have already learned. They have already heard, but they didn't put it together. They have already heard what God said concerning. They just didn't put it together. Okay, when God begins to give you understanding of, of his word, of his prophecy, when he begins to prophesy to you, it is always, watch this, it should always be that God has really already told you before. <laughs> He's coming again to reveal and to give you understanding again. Okay, the Bible said there. It said uh, uh, verse fourteen, and if ye will receive it, <laughs> this is Elijah. So now, a lot of times, the thing that mess up our understanding of prophecy is that we are not willing to understand. We're not willing to receive it. Okay. All right. Because here it says here, it says for uh, uh, and if you will receive it, this is Elijah, which was for to come. He that have ears to hear, let him hear. And in verse 13, he told you who it was. He said for all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John. All right. Now, let's even go. I see. I want to take it just a little step further. Just a little step further. Now, watch this. Uh, uh, when we look at Luke chapter one, let's look at Luke chapter one, Luke chapter one. Luke chapter 1, verse 13. I'm going to begin at verse 13. Give you some more clarity on this. Watch this here. Luke, verse, uh, uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 13, it says this. But the angel said unto him, unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayers her, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Okay, so John comes into the picture, all right, and said, And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be 
great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Watch this now. Here's, here's where here it comes to life. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. That's what he said. It, it, that's what was said back in the Old Testament, Malachi. All right. All right. Then it said, and he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah <laughs> to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready people prepared for the Lord. So now it was already given about who Elijah was going to be. He was going to be John in the spirit is going to be in the spirit of Elijah. So, so a lot of time uh, we have a misunderstanding of prophecy. We don't get the whole picture of what God is trying to say to us. And the reason why we don't get the whole picture is because namely number one thing was, and the only thing was because we're not willing to receive it at that moment. Okay. We already got a preconceived notion about what we want to happen, how we want to happen, who we're blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But no, if we're willing to receive what God is saying, he will give us the understanding of prophecy. All right. Now, now, now I want to now go to uh, I want to go to First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 13, First Corinthians chapter 13, First Corinthians chapter 13. Yes, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, looking at verse 9. All right. Now, I show you those scriptures in, in Matthew 17. Uh, I show you Malachi first. I show you uh, Matthew 17. I show you Matthew 11 to show that how God broke it down. Okay. It was already broken down in parts so the people really could receive it. Okay. All right. So it took Jesus actually to put it all together for them, for them to be able to receive what God had already released to them. All right. Now, in first Corinthians chapter 13, looking at verse nine, it says this. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. This is this is key right here. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. All right. Now, so now watch this. Now, uh, notice how uh, prophecy comes. Uh, no prophet gives you the total story, the full story, because no prophet has the full story. The full story is God's story. God has the full story and he only gives it in part. OK, so here we saw how this scripture here, he gave the prophecy uh, in Malachi and all of a sudden he broke it down in parts in the New Testament to give it to the people. But because they was not willing and ready to receive it, they had a misunderstanding of prophecy. Okay? They had a misunderstanding of prophecy. So, so God here said, I give it to you in part. I give it to you in part. So when it comes to prophecy, when it comes to prophecy, you got to know this. We, we saw in three different locations where God had broken down this prophecy and had this prophecy had really been explained three times before, twice before, well, three times before they actually got the understanding of what God was saying. It was explained three times to these men. Okay. So now if you are not willing to receive what God is saying concerning you, then that makes it difficult for God to give you the correct understanding. 
Okay, so you have to be open to be able to receive what God is saying concerning you, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. You got to be willing to receive it. All right. So to have correct understanding of God's prophecy, you got to be willing to receive it. Now, for a few questions that may be asked before we close out on understanding prophecy, uh, I want us to go to uh, Deuteronomy because some people will have to say, I want to get this out of get this across the people too. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Uh, looking at verse 20. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Verse 20. Here's what it says. Here's what it says. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Okay. All right. That's what it said right there. Okay. All right. Now, now it says, it goes on to say, and if thou shalt say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord have not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord have not spoken. Okay? But the prophet have spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. Now, key thing about understanding prophecy, you don't have to be scared of prophecy. You don't have to be really scared about missing it, misunderstanding it, because God will come back to you over and over and over to make sure that you have clarity and understand what he's saying. Uh, but the thing here, uh, too, is that if it don't come to pass, whatever the prophet say, then it was not God. That's what it says here. And the Old Testament was so powerful because then the Old Testament, if the prophet missed it, <laughs> the prophet missed it. The prophet was to die. If he said something was going to happen Friday, uh, he said, no, come Sunday, something going to happen. It didn't happen Sunday. That was to kill the prophet. OK, because he spoke something presumptuously and it was not from God, because God didn't tell you that when he speaks a thing, Isaiah or Ketek said, when he speaks a thing, when a word leaves his mouth, it will not come back void. It's going to do what he said it was going to do. All right. So now that's Old Testament. When the prophet spoke, the prophet, if he missed it, he died. OK, but the key thing I want you to understand there is that uh, you don't really have to be so scared and, and uh, scared about a word that is given, because if the word don't come to pass, it was not God. So no big deal. All right. Now, but first Corinthians, I want to give you this first Corinthians, because that was the Old Testament Deuteronomy. Now I want to go to first Corinthians. Uh, chapter 14, first Corinthians. Chapter 14. Okay, chapter 14, 1 Corinthians, looking at verse 3. Okay. <laughs> because, see, uh, now I don't want, I say, I want you to go here because I don't want people to leave this podcast or leave from hearing this and have a, a, a misunderstanding about what is being released. In the Old Testament, if the prophet missed, missed the word, if the word didn't come to pass, uh, he was to die. Okay, they killed a lying prophet in the Old Testament. New Testament says this. It's 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14, looking at verse 3, says this. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Okay. 
All right. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. In the Old Testament, you will see people spoke words that will cut down, kill, destroy. They spoke words that were saying, you know, you're going to die next week if you don't do this and do that. And now even today, we have many people that speak words. I call them of, uh, gloom and doom words. OK, they speak gloom and doom. But the scriptures tell me in the New Testament, it's not about gloom and doom now and the reason why it's not about gloom and doom is because Jesus has now come and Jesus now is the grace factor in everything that God says he's the grace factor okay he's a grace factor so that's why I tell in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 but he that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification. So now God now when he prophesies now, it is for edification. And then it says and exhortation. All right. And exhortation. So in exhortation, he's encouraging people now. And then the Bible say and comfort. So he's bringing peace to you now. His words of prophecy now should bring peace to you. Okay, comfort, not gloom and doom and have you going around scared. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to. No, 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 no. God's word now, his prophecy now is, is, is speaking for edification, exhortation and comfort. Okay, so now understanding prophecy now. If you understand prophecy now, God's going to speak to you uh, to give you edification about a thing, exhortation about a thing, and he's going to bring comfort to you about a thing. So now my understanding of a prophecy now is not about gloom and doom. If somebody gives me a word about gloom and doom with no edification, no exhortation, no comfort at the end of that word, then I know that that word is not from God. So now understanding prophecy nowadays and this time now with the understanding now is that prophecy is given to us to edify us to give us exhortation and to bring us comfort. That's what God wants to speak to mankind about now. All right. So this lesson, the lesson about understanding prophecy, understanding prophecy is a wonderful thing. Have no misunderstanding. Be scared about what God wants to say to you or what God says concerning you because God loves us. He's not out to get us. God wants to get a word to us about what he has great for our future. All right. So I want to thank you for taking the, this journey with me through the scriptures today. Join us in our next segment uh, as we come back to you talking about revealing the hidden dimensions of God. Be blessed. Welcome to the Traveling Tabernacle podcast. I'm Cecil Gerald. Today's segment is Understanding Prophecy. We're going to be coming from the book of Isaiah chapter 55, the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. I'm going to be looking at verses 8 through 11, okay? Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, looking at verse 8. Isaiah 55. Looking at verse 8. Here we go. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. All right. So that's what we're going to be using for our basis to uh, doing this podcast, doing this segment. Um, we're going to be talking about understanding prophecy. Um, if you heard the last uh, set segment, the last podcast, uh, when we talked about uh, we talked about the voice of God and hearing the voice of God, we talked about those things. Uh, this segment, I want to have you have a, a greater understanding of what it really means to being to to hear a prophecy and to understand it. Okay, so we're going to talk about prophecy. First of all, prophecy is the this is this is uh, Cecil Gerald's definition. I know that the word prophecy means the foretelling, the prediction. I know I know those those that's what it means. But here's uh, what it means to Cecil Gerald. Okay, what it means to the traveling tabernacle. Uh, It's God's voice about a certain situation. It's God's voice concerning a thing. It is God's voice. That's what prophecy is. Prophecy is God's voice about a situation. Prophecy is always God's conversation um, from him to man. That's what prophecy is. So now, uh, one of the things I think that we have a a problem with is understanding prophecy. Okay. If we look at prophecy as the voice of God, then... It makes it easier for us not. It makes it easy for us to have a distinction between what man says and what God says. Because a lot of times, when people are prophesying to you or people are prophesying to anyone, uh, sometimes there can be a miscommunication. Sometimes it be the the man's word or his prediction and not God's prediction. But the word prophecy literally means it's God's voice or his conversation with us, to us, about a certain situation. Because we, we, underst- we understand now that God has always been wanting to talk to us. So, when we look at the, the uh, scripture that we have, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, um, when we look at that scripture, it, here's the key thing I want to take from that, is this, I want to take from that, is this here, Isaiah chapter 55, when we look down, at verse 11, it says this, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. But the key thing there is that so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. So prophecy is God speaking to us about a certain thing, a certain situation that we don't have a clue about, but God knows everything. Okay, so God speaks to us about some things concerning us that he wants us to know about us that may have not happened so he can get us in a position so we'll be ready or able to accept it when it comes to pass. All right. And a lot of times when God prophesies to us, he prophesies to us to give us encouragement uh, about a coming event or give us encouragement because we may be in a low place at the time that he's talking to us. Many times God comes to talk to us when we're in a low state of mind 
to give us hope that we will not always be there. So he speaks a word about our future that we know not about to encourage us to get up or to have, have, have a better attitude about where we're at, knowing that we won't be there long because God has a solution to our problem. All right. So now, uh, so then understanding prophecy. So now I, I want to look at this for, uh, for a minute because uh, when prophecy is spoken, we sometimes uh, miss, we don't understand what God is saying or we misunderstand what God is saying. So, so we need to have, for us to have an understanding of, about the prophecy, about what God is saying. We need uh, to, to, to realize this or get this in your, in your hearing, get this in your spirit. Malachi chapter four, Malachi chapter four will help me to explain this to you um, in a greater way. Okay, Malachi chapter four will help me out. I don't know um, about anyone that's listening to this, but I'm one of those type men that uh, I only want to talk about what the scripture says. Okay, Malachi chapter four. Malachi chapter four, looking at verse five. Here's what it says. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Okay, now here's what he said. Here's what he said. He said, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet. So what God is doing, he's prophesying right now. He's telling you about a thing that is to come. He said, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So God is speaking to us through Elijah the prophet. He's going to use Elijah to get something to us. But now this is what I want you to uh, get here in the Old Testament time. This was written in the Old Testament. Now, he, this is a prophecy in the Old Testament. This prophecy comes to pass in the New Testament. So now, for us to see where this prophecy is coming to pass at, we go to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, verse 10. We'll start there. We'll start there, okay? Um, get all these, get all these scriptures out to you. And then we're going to talk about it. And then we get the uh, understanding, overall understanding, but make sure you get these scripts and make sure you listen to these scriptures here. Matthew chapter 17, looking at verse 10, it says this, and his disciples asked him, this is, they're talking about Jesus here. And his disciples asked him saying, why then, why then say the scribes that Elijah must come first? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall come first shall first come and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elijah is come already and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the son of man suffer of them. Okay. All right. Now watch this here. The scripture goes on to say, then disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. Okay. All right. So now, 
When we understand in prophecy, I wanted to use this because it shows us how we can misunderstand some things because the, the, the disciples here had a misunderstanding about what Jesus was saying. They, they, they had a misunderstanding about it. They said, now, okay, if you him to come, then, then why does the scripture say, does the scripture say uh, uh, that Elijah must come first? Okay, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall come first. Now he's getting beginning to give them understanding. Many times when we hear prophecy, we will get it all messed up, mixed up, because we, we don't have the right understanding about a thing, about what God has said. Because when you understand that what prophecy is, it is God's thoughts concerning us. Okay, and thoughts are always words. Thoughts are always words. Thought you first think about a thing before it actually comes out of your mouth. You think about it in your mind, and then you're able to speak it. Okay, so God's thoughts is His word, and God even said, "My word, when it leaves my mouth, it shall not come back to me void." So, so here they had a misunderstanding. The word was that uh, God said He was going to send Elijah to them, and Elijah was going to turn the hearts. Of the children to the fathers, and God, Elijah's gonna do this. Now, they looking for Elijah. Now, we already know that Elijah has already passed. He's dead and he's gone. He's gone. I should say, yeah, he's dead and he's gone. You remember Elijah? He, he took the whirlwind. He took the whirlwind up. All right. Elijah's already gone, but he's, they're looking for Elijah to come back again. So, they're following, they're looking at the scriptures. They're saying, well, you know, God's word said that Elijah, he's gonna send Elijah. So, we're waiting on Elijah. Okay, but now in this text here, Jesus begins to give them correct understanding of the prophecy. Okay, and, and this is how sometimes we can get it mixed up. Sometimes the word is literal, literally what God says, and sometimes God is speaking about something else. Okay, so to get this understanding, we go to uh, Matthew chapter eleven. Matthew chapter eleven. Because Jesus tell them, hey, uh, Elijah has come. He told them Elijah has come. But when we go to Matthew chapter 11, when we go to chapter 11, watch this now. This will blow your mind here. Uh, when we go to Matthew chapter 11, look what happened. Now, this is, now, now this is uh, chapters before. This is, we were in chapter 17 when they asked the question. But watch this here. It's, the clues have already been given to them. In chapter 11, it says this. Chapter 11 says this. Okay, chapter 11, looking at verse 14, it says this. Let's look at verse 13 first. For all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John. And verse 14, here's where we're at. And if ye will receive it, this is Elijah, which was for to come. Okay, he that have ears to hear, let him hear. <laughs> okay, so now watch this here. They have already learned. They have already heard, but they didn't put it together. They have already heard what God said concerning. They just didn't put it together. Okay, when God begins to give you understanding of, of his word, of his prophecy, when he begins to prophesy to you, it is always, watch this, it should always be that God has really already told you before. <laughs> He's coming again to reveal and to give you understanding again. Okay, the Bible said there. It said uh, uh, verse fourteen, and if ye will receive it, <laughs> this is Elijah. So now, a lot of times, the thing that mess up our understanding of prophecy is that we are not willing to understand. We're not willing to receive it. 
Okay. All right. Because here it says here, it says, for, uh, uh, and if you will receive it, this is Elijah, which was for to come. He that have ears to hear, let him hear. And in verse 13, he told you who it was. He said, for all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John. All right. Now let's even go. I see. I want to take it just a little step further. Just a little step further. Now watch this. Uh, uh, when we look at Luke chapter one, let's look at Luke chapter one, Luke chapter one. Luke chapter 1, verse 13. I'm going to begin at verse 13. Give you some more clarity on this. Watch this here. Luke, verse, uh, uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 13, it says this. But the angel said unto him, unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayers her, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Okay, so John comes into the picture, all right, and said, And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Watch this now. Here's, here's where here it comes to life. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. That's what he said. And that's what was said back in the Old Testament, Malachi. All right. All right. Then it said, and he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah. <laughs> to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and uh, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready people prepared for the Lord. So now it was already given about who Elijah was going to be. He was going to be John in the spirit. He's going to be in the spirit of Elijah. So so a lot of time uh, we have a misunderstanding of prophecy. We don't get the whole picture of what God is trying to say to us. And the reason why we don't get the whole picture is because, namely, number one thing was, and the only thing was, because we're not willing to receive it at that moment. Okay? We already got a preconceived notion about what we want to happen, how we want it to happen, who we're blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But no, if we're willing to receive what God is saying, he will give us the understanding of prophecy. All right? Now, now, now I want to now go to uh, I want to go to First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter thirteen. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Yes, First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Looking at verse nine. All right. Now, I show you those scriptures in, in Matthew 17. Uh, I show you Malachi first. I show you uh, Matthew 17. Then I show you Matthew 11 to show that how God broke it down. Okay. It was already broken down in parts so the people really could receive it. Okay. All right. So it took Jesus actually to put it all together for them, for them to be able to receive what God had already released to them. All right. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, looking at verse 9, it says this. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. This is this is key right here. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. All right. Now, so now watch this. Now, uh, notice how uh, prophecy comes. Uh, no prophet gives you the total story, the full story, because no prophet has the full story. The full story is God's story. God has the full story and he only gives it in part. Okay. 
So here we saw how this scripture here, he gave the prophecy uh, in Malachi and all of a sudden he broke it down in parts in the New Testament to give it to the people. But because they was not willing and ready to receive it, they had a misunderstanding of prophecy. Okay? They had a misunderstanding of prophecy. So, so God here said, I give it to you in part. I give it to you in part. So when it comes to prophecy, when it comes to prophecy, you got to know this. We, we saw in three different locations where God had broken down this prophecy and had this prophecy had really been explained three times before, twice before, well, three times before they actually got the understanding of what God was saying. It was explained three times to these men. Okay. So now if you are not willing to receive what God is saying concerning you, then that makes it difficult for God to give you the correct understanding. Okay, so you have to be open to be able to receive what God is saying concerning you, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. You got to be willing to receive it. All right. So to have correct understanding of God's prophecy, you got to be willing to receive it. Now, for a few questions that may be asked before we close out on understanding prophecy, uh, I want us to go to uh, Deuteronomy because some people will have to say I want to get this out of get this across the people too. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Uh, looking at verse 20. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Verse 20. Here's what it says. Here's what it says. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Okay. All right. That's what it said right there. Okay. All right. Now, now it says, it goes on to say, and if thou shalt say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord have not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord... If the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord have not spoken. Okay? But the prophet have spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. Now, key thing about understanding prophecy, you don't have to be scared of prophecy. You don't have to be really scared about missing it, misunderstanding it, because God will come back to you over and over and over to make sure that you have clarity and understand what he's saying. Uh, but the thing here, uh, too, is that if it don't come to pass, whatever the prophet say, then it was not God. That's what it says here. And the Old Testament is so powerful because then the Old Testament, if the prophet missed it, <laughs> the prophet missed it. The prophet was to die. If he said something was going to happen Friday, uh, he said, no, come Sunday, something going to happen. It didn't happen Sunday. That was to kill the prophet. OK, because he spoke something presumptuously and it was not from God because God didn't tell you that when he speaks a thing. Isaiah or key tech said when he speaks a thing, when a word leaves his mouth, it will not come back void. It's going to do what he said it was going to do. All right. So now that's Old Testament. When the prophet spoke. The prophet, if he missed it, he died. OK, but the key thing I want you to understand there is that uh, you don't really have to be so scared and, and uh, scared about a word that is given, because if the word don't come to pass, it was not God. So no big deal. All right. Now, but first Corinthians, I want to give you this first Corinthians, because that was the Old Testament Deuteronomy. Now I want to go to first Corinthians. 
uh, chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Okay, chapter 14, 1 Corinthians, looking at verse 3. Okay. <laughs> Because see, uh, now I don't want I say I want you to go here because I don't want people to leave this podcast or leave from hearing this and have a, a misunderstanding about what is being released. In the Old Testament, if the prophet missed missed the word, if the word didn't come to pass, uh, he was to die. Okay, they killed a lying prophet in the Old Testament. New Testament says this. It's First Corinthians uh, chapter fourteen, looking at verse three, says this. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men. To edification and exhortation and comfort. Okay? All right. But he that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. In the Old Testament, you will see people spoke words that will cut down, kill, destroy. They spoke words that were saying, you know, you're going to die next week if you don't do this and do that. And now, even today, we have many people that speak words. I call them uh, uh, gloom and doom words. Okay? They speak gloom and doom. But the scriptures tell me in the New Testament, it's not about gloom and doom now and the reason why it's not about gloom and doom is because Jesus has now come and Jesus now is the grace factor in everything that God says he's the grace factor okay he's a grace factor so that's why I tell in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 but he that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification. So now God now when he prophesies now, it is for edification. And then it says and exhortation. All right. And exhortation. So in exhortation, he's encouraging people now. And then the Bible say and comfort. So he's bringing peace to you now. His words of prophecy now should bring peace to you. Okay, comfort, not gloom and doom and have you going around scared. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to. No, 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 no. God's word now, his prophecy now is, is speaking for edification, exhortation and comfort. Okay, so now understanding prophecy now. If you understand prophecy now, God's going to speak to you uh, to give you edification about a thing, exhortation about a thing, and he's going to bring comfort to you about a thing. So now my understanding of a prophecy now is not about gloom and doom. If somebody gives me a word about gloom and doom with no edification, no exhortation, no comfort at the end of that word, then I know that that word is not from God. So now understanding prophecy nowadays and this time now with the understanding now is that prophecy is given to us to edify us to give us exhortation and to bring us comfort. That's what God wants to speak to mankind about now. All right. So this lesson, the lesson about understanding prophecy, understanding prophecy is a wonderful thing. Have no misunderstanding. Be scared about what God wants to say to you or what God says concerning you because God loves us. He's not out to get us. God wants to get a word to us about what he has great for our future. All right. So I want to thank you for taking the, this journey with me through the scriptures today. Join us in our next segment uh, as we come back to you talking about revealing the hidden dimensions of God. Be blessed.